Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, and she is Tam. What it do, Renee? Hey, hey, to the hey, hey, and all that good hey, hey. <laughs> good stuff, Tam, good stuff. <laughs> I like your energy already. Energy is great because for once, we're actually recording during the day, because you know, at night, I cannot function. That's right. The last couple of episodes, <laughs> we have recorded at night, so the energy has been flatlined. Now we're recording in the day. And we're actually recording on a Monday shortly after the race. So the energy level is at a hey, hey. No kidding. We are on top of it. Vegas for you this weekend? No, you know, Vegas. Actually, I, I stayed in town, Tam, and uh, I I prepared myself for this football season to kick off, which everybody knows it has. Unfortunately, my Cowboys did not win. They look terrible. <laughs> but. My Astros did take two out of three in Boston against the Red Sox, so I'm still happy. Renee, your Dallas Cowboys were beyond horrible. I actually watched that game. And aside from the Steelers tying with the Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys was probably the second biggest disappointment of the season opener so far. No disrespect to you and your hometown boys, but no, 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 not not at all. But you know, I I was watching that Pittsburgh Steelers game and that uh, Cleveland Browns game, and I can't begin to tell you how bad I was rooting for those Browns. Not just because I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers hater. I actually, and as a Cowboy fan, I will admit that I actually really like the organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I I wish the Dallas Cowboys were, were more run like the Steelers organization was run. But I was just rooting Tam for for the Browns simply only because they haven't won one game in two years and they were on the verge of doing it. And I know it was raining, Tam, and I know the ball was wet. Oh, my God. But they ruined it right at the end. And I'm going, oh, my God, is this the Brown season all over again? Ah. <laughs> well, Renee, remember, Renee, my prediction for Indianapolis for the Brickyard 400 was for uh-huh. someone to win that had not won think right. everybody in America was probably pulling for the Cleveland Browns because I believe the last football game they've won was in 2016. Yeah. But unfortunately, and this, if you guys didn't get it, that was my transition into NASCAR. It didn't right, happen. Is, I got it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> well, it didn't happen for the Browns and it didn't happen for a new winner for this season. And the season is over. Brad Kozlowski is your winner. For Indianapolis, he actually hit the repeat. And not only did he hit the repeat by winning last week and this week, he did something that no other NASCAR driver racing for Penske has done. And that is bring home a win for the captain, for the boss, Mr. R.P., as in Roger Penske. So congrats to the Penske organization. Congrats to Keselowski. Shout out to his wife, Paige, who kept her cool as Scarlett, their daughter, refused to kiss the bricks. That was like I one know. of Did the you best see moments that? of her. <laughs> it was so adorable. It I was, was so going, cute. She didn't want to have any part of kissing that that, that pavement. I'm, I'm just well, like do you laughing. Blame her? I mean, I, there's a photo of two of me kissing the bricks way back when. And in fact, I think I shared this story, but I'll share it again. 
I had a, a commemorative glass full of the bricks and I dumped I it in the this, trash yes. because I was tired of looking at it and it was quite heavy. And I had a brick that from, I had a brick from Indianapolis. I dumped that in the trash too. Wow. Yeah. I'm good for dumping things in the trash. I don't really care. Especially bricks. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I guess I did and didn't. Maybe I understood the significance, but didn't really care. I don't know. But it's in the trash now. I was going to say, as much as you didn't care to hold on to that brick, uh, that little girl did not care to kiss any of those bricks there at Indianapolis. Well, her dad, he definitely kissed the bricks. And I'm glad that he did because I'm more happy for Roger Penske than I am for Brad Keselowski. But I'm not going to be mad at Brad either because he pretty much outdueled Denny Hamlin at the end. And yeah, he sure did. I at one point thought Brad Keselowski was going to win that race. I definitely was rooting for my boy, Matt Kenseth, when he won stage two, but I'm a realist. I am optimistic, but I am a realist and I kind of somewhat knew it wasn't going to happen. I definitely thought Denny Hamlin was going to close. Well, I thought Clint for a minute, but then at the end, those last couple of laps, I was like, oh, Denny got this. And then Brad was like, negative, negative. Yeah, I know. And Denny was my pick. And I was like, oh, my God. I go, am I going to call this two weeks in a row? I'm like, I think I might. And I know Denny gave it all he got. I know he did. And I know he he was just so disappointed after the race. But Kislowski's car just seemed to be the better car. And he ended up in the victory lane. And uh, that was the end of that. But, I mean, Denny Hamlin's still doing pretty good as, as far as position of the playoffs. Well, he's peaking at the right time. Brad Kozlowski, that is. In terms of Denny, I appreciate a driver with an attitude and a driver with a good sense of humor and a driver like a Kevin Harvick that's never afraid to speak up. But Denny made a comment when he was speaking to the media after the race that could have been interpreted as not so nice. He basically, I'm not saying he blamed these particular people, but he made a comment to the effect of the drivers in the back were meaningless. And I was like, ouch, that's not very nice. But that's Denny Hamlin. That's kind of what we come to expect. If there is one trademark on Denny Hamlin, that is he will say something that's not the nicest. Kind of like how we're used to Joey Logano saying everything with a smile or a smirk, depending on how you interpret it on his face. Denny is kind of the guy that's not going to say something nice. But you know what? He says it and he means it. I'm never going to be mad. Yes. Again, we're not going to break down the top 10 from Indianapolis because, hey, baby, it's all about the playoffs. You're right. I will mention some of the notables. As we said, okay. Brad Kozlowski came in first. Your boy Eric Jones crept up in those last two laps and was there, and he ended up finishing better than Denny Hamlin in second. Denny finished third. Harvick, and I'm mentioning Harvick's name because I'm like, what happened to Harvick? It's a good, solid top five finish, but we haven't heard Harvick, Bush, and Truex name in terms of being in the winner circle in a while. Clint Boyer, my guy, came in fifth after leading. He led a, I'm not sure how many laps he led, but he led a, a more than a few. Kyle Bush came in eighth, and I have to read Matt Kenseth's name because he was our stage winner. Matt came in 12th. Your boy, Jimmy Johnson. 
Going into Las Vegas, Jimmy had lost 48 straight races. That's pretty wild considering that he drives the number 48. Wow. And you can add 49 to that total because, of course, he did not win. Uh, he did not win in... Wait, where were we? I kept saying going into Las Vegas. Nobody corrected me. Going into Indianapolis, he had lost 48 straight races. And now going into Las Vegas, make that 49. So Jimmy Johnson came in 16th and he did make the playoffs. And I'm going to tell you why. He made the playoffs because Brad Keselowski, who won a race as in the week prior, he actually won again. That helped Jimmy as well as Alex Bowman, who came in 33rd place out. And that was a huge save for both of them because Alex, all Alex and Jimmy had to do was finish the race and bank on there not being a new winner. And Alex got into a little bit of trouble. I believe it's mid-race when I, I, don't quote me on this, but I know, I don't know if he got in an accident. I remember something happening and they were contemplating and hoping he didn't need to go to the garage because obviously his day would have been over, but they were able to fix the problem and he got back in the race. And then the only ah, okay. other notable I'm going to mention is Martin Truex Jr. And the only reason why I'm mentioning him is because he came in 40th, like, dude, This is not the time to be going backwards. You should be running in the top five and you should be on the verge of peaking and peaking. I don't care how many races you won. And I know he's won a a handful of races just like Harvick and and Kyle Busch has. But this this is not the time to just to take it easy and take the foot off the gas pedal and just come in 40th because you just want to come in 40th. (laughs) It was more like he put his foot on the brake because he had brake issues. That's what happened to him. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. And because we are talking about the playoffs, dun, 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 our 16 drivers that are headed to Las Vegas for the start of the playoffs, not that all of the drivers are heading to Vegas, but these 16 drivers are heading to Vegas with the opportunity, maybe, maybe not, <laughs> to become the next NASCAR champion. Kyle Busch is number one. He is our regular season winner. And he is going to enter the playoffs along with Kevin Harvick in second with the most amount of points. Truex Jr. third, Brad Keselowski fourth, Clint Boyer fifth and sixth place, Joy Logano seventh, Kurt Busch eighth, Chase Elliott because he finally won a race. He's actually been in the playoffs. I know he was in the playoffs last year and he hadn't won. And I believe he was in the playoffs his rookie year and he hadn't won. Oh, wow. Kudos to the young guy. Because if I'm not mistaken, do not quote me on that. That's three years in a row. And if it's not three years in a row, he's made the playoffs is definitely two. Ryan Blaney and not Ryan Newman is in ninth. Maybe somebody want to fact check that because you guys know I always get the Ryans mixed up. I'm definitely sure it's Ryan Blaney and not, not Ryan Newman. I can guarantee you that. Okay. Well, Eric Jones is in 10th and Austin Dillon is in 11th. Kyle Larson is in 12th. Hamlin has the 13th spot as in Denny Hamlin headed into the playoffs. Eric Amarola, 14th. Jimmy Johnson, wow. 15th. And Alex Bowman, 16th. Analyzing that really quick, three of the four Hendrick drivers are in the playoffs. Yeah. And it appears that all four of the Stewart House drivers are in the playoffs. And then are all three of the Penske drivers are in the playoffs as well. That's right. Wow. So we have some stacked teams. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. In terms of Joe Gibbs racing, what is that two of the four drivers? Or actually three of the four drivers are in. Ah. Everybody's in. 
I'm just still so amazed. Just to go back just for a moment. And I know we touched on this just a little bit last week. It's just amazing to me at how bad of a season and year that, that Jimmy Johnson has had. And he's still, he's still in the playoff picture. I mean, that, that is, that is why you never count that man out. I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, he'll need a hope, a prayer, a wish, a fast car and a whole bunch of other sorcery. <laughs> To win a championship, but hey, I'm not oh, mad because it will. all it takes and in, in the start of it can be one win. So on that note, I just told you who's in the playoffs. I want to talk about who's out and not so much just out of the playoffs, but he's out of a car as well. And that's Jamie McMurray. Jamie McMurray yeah. is done at Chip Ganassi. He is done with the number one. That's pretty wild because Jamie has won. He, I believe Jamie McMurray was my first ever interview nascar driver yeah, interview i remember that i remember asking him the question but i can't tell you what his answer was but maybe i'll link it on the website so make sure you guys go and check out the website allturnsnobreaks.com but i remember asking him the question and i wanted to know how did it feel to win all the big races but not win a championship for the answer to that question you guys head over to the website because i will post it a link to it when are in the the show notes for this particular episode. I'm not sure where Jamie McMurray is going, but he's out now. Let's see who's going to be in. We talked. I think we talked about Matt DiBenedetto not returning to his team, or did we? Or maybe that happened in between the show. I think we did touch on it. I don't think we spent a whole lot of time on it, though. Maybe he'll get that right, but I doubt it very seriously because Kurt Busch is still out there. If he doesn't return to Stuart Haas, which is being reported that he won't. So maybe he'll get the ride at Chip Kanaski. And then who knows? I'm just going to throw this name out there. You guys already know. Carl Edwards. Okay, I said it again. I'm going to say it every week. In fact, you got to say it at least once. (laughs) Next episode, remind me to say his name. Say my name. Say my name. (laughs) That was a Beyonce. Well, excuse me. Let me not disrespect the group. That was a Destiny Child's <laughs> reference. Right, right, I know right. most of you country-loving fans out there probably don't know anything about Beyonce or Destiny's Child. There's not much to know about Destiny's Child, but Beyonce, she's no Tina Turner, but the girl can move. Okay, that was hashtag Tam's I felt you guys needed yep, that. there you go. You haven't had one in a long time. So, boom, there you go. Okay. Oh, Chris Buescher wanted to talk a little yeah. bit about his paint scheme for Las Vegas since we're heading into Las Vegas. You guys make sure to check it out. This guy, this young man who just graduated from college, he entered a contest that Natural Light, the beer, I guess they call it Natty Light. It's an Anheuser-Busch beer, kind of like Bush beer, but I guess it's the light version of it. I'm not a beer drinker. But I do know a little bit about beer, and apparently this beer is pretty popular. And they ran a contest, and pretty much if you were a graduate fresh out of school, they wanted to talk to you, and they wanted to help you with your job search. This young man, Brian Starr, he actually won the contest. And you want to know what he won, Renee? Yeah, go ahead and say it, because I know it. You know? Well, I'm going to tell it to all the people who don't know. He won an opportunity to have his resume plastered all on the side of Chris Busher's number 37 car. That's boss. You guys know how much it, it costs a lot of money to advertise on a NASCAR car. This guy will have his resume 
all on the side of it. And it will include his email address and his telephone number. So all I have to say is I hope he set up a separate email and he has a Google number, a Google voice number that he can deactivate when it's all said and done. And more importantly, I hope this young guy gets a job. I mean, kudos to Natural Light Beer. That's actually a pretty dope advertisement, a, a dope contest. Yeah. Thoughts, Renee? I wish they had that back in, in, in the days that when I was going to college and, and I had to look out for uh, some help to try to get a, a job because I, I know how hard it is sometimes for some of these kids to come out. Sometimes some of the hardest things, and and Tim, I'm sure you know this just as much as I do or any of our listeners do. You know, when you come out of school, the problem is, is that a lot of these businesses, they go, well, we want to hire you, but we would rather hire hire somebody with experience. And that's frustrating when you go, well, that's why I'm trying to get hired so I can get experience. How are all of these places turning me down because I don't have experience if I can't get the experience? That's completely frustrating. It is called an internship. You know, our boy Kenny. Yes. As in front row Kenny. Oh, and shout out to Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we we haven't talked about it in a while, but Kenny, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, he's a good friend of the show. He was interning at NASCAR. The last time we had him on, he was an intern at Talladega. But I just want to give him a shout out because he is now officially employed or he will be, I think he starts next week, at MRN. He's still in the NASCAR family. Shout out to him. Yeah. Yes, I'm clapping. Clap, clap, all the way around. You guys get it. I should have actually put in a fake applause. I'm going to do that. So insert sound effect now. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What else is left to talk about? Oh, there is the Elliot Sadler uh, story. We can touch on that if you like. Well, touch on it because I think it wasn't it. Well, go ahead. You tell me. Look. Well, Tam, and uh, and and for our listeners, uh, if you if you don't know the story, I'll go ahead and uh, you're going to hear it here first. Well, the Charlotte Observer uh, always has good articles, and um, they they had another good article about Elliot Sadler, who is the the former Cup driver and current Xfinity Series contender. Well, he thinks NASCAR should embrace race day gambling, Tim. I mean, he literally wants NASCAR to roll the dice, like literally. Now, the only problem is, is that here's the thing. When you want to insert gambling like that, the main issue is to, to, to have NASCAR itself on board. They are the ones that have to go, okay, you know what? We're in. Now, the second thing you have to uh, consider is the track on grounds where you can do something like that. Unfortunately, there is no legalized uh, uh, stuff like that uh, in Indiana, at least not where the track is located. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to confuse listeners. I don't want to confuse you, Tam. There are casinos in the state of Indiana, but if you're going to have legalized gambling like that, where the racetrack is, it has to be on a foundation where there is where it's legal. Unfortunately, it's not where the uh, track uh, uh, um, in Indianapolis is. Now, what they are going to do, Tam, is NASCAR is actually going to give it a whirl in a, in a few weeks in Delaware. So in about four weeks, I believe, uh, in Dover, Delaware, where the track is located, it sits on a casino uh, foundation where it's legal to do that. So NASCAR is going to go ahead and try to 
see that. Well, they they haven't confirmed it yet, so I don't want to say they are, but they're really, really thinking about maybe possibly doing this, Tam. Now, I don't see the problem with it. The only problem is, is that NASCAR is just uh, known to be just not a very good sport where they, they approve of that kind of gambling on site. So, you know, there, there's a whole lot of red tape there and there's a whole lot of stuff that's going to have to to be settled before that's even going to even be considered something in the future. But like I said, the Charlotte Observer, they did say that NASCAR is going to in four weeks, they're going to try to they're going to give it a try in Dover, Delaware. So we'll see what happens with that. I would have thought they would have tried it in Las Vegas. Why not? Las Vegas is already legal to gamble. That's what I was going to say. But but here's the thing. It goes back to my point is that wherever the track is, it's not just the the state of where it sits that has to have legal gambling. It's the foundation of where the track actually sits. Where the Las Vegas Motor Speedway is, it doesn't sit on casino grounds or a foundation where you can have legalized gambling. I'm just going to interrupt you right there, Renee, because I'm assuming that every place in... Las Vegas or in Nevada has legalized gambling. Exactly. Because when you think about when you go to a place like 7-Eleven, there are slot machines. When you go to the airport, there are slot machines. So why wouldn't you be able to gamble at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway? I know. See, that that's what's so confusing about it. And that's what was so confusing about it when I was reading the article. And they were saying that they couldn't do it at Indianapolis because it it didn't sit on a foundation where, where gambling was legalized. That's why I was saying it's not to say that they don't have casinos in Indiana, in the state of Indiana. They do. But for some reason, I would think, and, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I am in your corner when you say, I'm surprised they didn't do it in Las Vegas because you would think you could do it in Las Vegas. But for some reason, it's not. And NASCAR is not going to try it until they get to Delaware. Since we're on the Las Vegas note, I guess it's time for some predictions in Las Vegas. Let's do that. And before we get into predictions, let me give you guys a side note. There is not going to be a fan comment of the week, just like there was not a NASCAR talk today on Twitter. The reason why there wasn't a NASCAR talk today on Twitter is because I forgot. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think the reason why I forgot is because the race was on. I mean, I think the Xfinity race was on when we usually do our NASCAR talk. I will say this, though, on a random note, and I tweeted about this. It was a struggle for me because I usually watch my certain programs during the week and the race was on and I was hoping the race ended in time enough for me to turn to my boys over at PTI as in partner interruption on oh, ESPN and more importantly I miss Sanford and Son because I was watching the race <laughs> and I, I love watching Sanford and Son and I always laugh out loud at the old shows boy I know that oh, we boy. will never have shows like Archie Bunker and Sanford and Son and what was the other show we used to watch with uh, Mr. Carter? Oh, uh, Bobby Bob Marino. What, what was that? I haven't said this. Uh, welcome back, welcome Carter. back, Carter. Facts of life. Take the Facts good, you life. take the bad. Oh take my God, Three Three's Company was oh, probably my goodness, one Three's of my company. all-time favorites. I love Three's Company. Okay, that's why there was no NASCAR talk, and there's no fan comment of the week because I didn't look up a fan comment of the week. I'm kind of NASCAR out. I don't like NASCAR being on Mondays because it just messes up my whole world. Yeah. And plus Monday night football starts. Oh yeah. That's why we got to finish this podcast so we can watch some TV because that damn John Gruden, he was already embarrassed yesterday with the little running back situation because the boy done went out and did his best 
He was living his best life as a running back, and everybody was like, wait, John Gruden got rid of this guy? Yep. We'll see if he can pull out the W. And then, too, low-key, nobody really talks about it, but Oakland fans are still mad that the team is moving to Las Vegas, so that's a whole nother thing. Renee, it is time, officially time for some predictions. I changed tones on that. I don't know. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Who you got, Renee? (laughs) Who will win the first playoff race in Las Vegas, baby? I'm going to tell you this, Tam. I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to stick with the guy that I wanted to win. And he almost pulled it out. And I'm telling you what, he's going to take that same motivation, and he's going to take it to Las Vegas, and he's going to come in victory lane. I have no doubt about it. Denny Hamlin is going to win in Las Vegas. He's going to end up in victory lane. He's pissed off that he didn't win it. And he let Brad Keselowski take the checkered flag from him. This time he's not going to let it happen. Denny Hamlin is going to be your winner. And my alternative pick, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say Kyle Larson could possibly be the winner in the event that Denny Hamlin, for whatever reason, doesn't win that race in Las Vegas. I see Kyle Larson taking the checkered flag if Denny Hamlin doesn't take it first. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. Okay, so Denny Hamlin for the win, and your alternative is Kyle Larson. Okay, before my predictions, here's your past 10 winners at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, 2008, Carl Edwards, and that's Uncle Cousin Carl Edwards. I forgot to put some respect on his name when I said it earlier. So Uncle Cousin Carl Edwards won at Las Vegas in 2008. Kyle Busch, 2009, Jimmy Johnson, 2010, Carl Edwards again, 2011, Tony Stewart, 2012, 2013, Matt Kenseth, 2014, Brad Keselowski, 2015, Kevin Harvey, 2016, Brad Keselowski, and 2017, Martin Truex Jr. This is the first year that we are racing twice in Las Vegas because we, if you guys recall, we usually only race, I think the race was in March. In the years prior, and now we're racing at the, I guess summer is officially over, but you know, for LA and Las Vegas, it's still going pretty strong. Exactly. In fact, (laughs) I'm going to be in Vegas for one day for media day. And yeah, it's going to be 107 degrees out there. I know, I know. On that note, oh, and so I, I started to tell you guys, Harvick actually won the race earlier this year because this is the first year that we're racing twice in Las Vegas. So Harvick won the first race this year. Now, who's going to win the second race? Before I give you guys my picks, I do want to ask some notables. Your boy, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson has 17 starts and four wins at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Okay. Your boy, Matt Kenseth, has 18 starts and three wins at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Brad Kozlowski and Kevin Harvick both have a pair of wins. Kyle Busch has only won once on his home track. And his brother, Kurt Busch, has not won a single Monster Energy Cup race and 17 start on his home track. Wow. On that note, I feel like Kurt Busch is due for a win. So I'm going to pick Kurt Busch as my winner to finally conquer the Las Vegas Motor Speedway and get his first win on his home track. And my alternative pick is going to be Brad Keselowski. I'm going for Brad Keselowski for three in a row. Wow. How about that? Boom. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You know, Tim, real quick, 
I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not surprised at that because last week I did really kind of think that Kislowski could win that, that race. And I mean, I knew he could probably win that race today. I, I knew he could, but I wanted to go with, with Denny Hamlin because I knew Denny Hamlin needed the win. He doesn't have a win. And I know he wanted to win. He needed a win. And which is why I'm going with him again uh, th this coming weekend in Vegas. But you know what? I literally wouldn't be surprised if Kislowski does the trifecta. If he goes for the turkey, which is what we say in bowling, it would not even surprise me. Well, there it is. I have him as an alternative, and Renee won't be surprised if he wins. That's right. And there you go. Those are Tam's picks. Those are my picks. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. And uh, we always appreciate you guys listening to our podcast, but I ask you to do us a big favor. Please go and subscribe to our podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. And we thank you so much. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please look us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, across the board. Make sure to follow us at Turns No Breaks. If you want NASCAR news directly in your email inbox, head over to our website, allturnsnobreaks.com, and sign up for our newsletter. For Tam and myself, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to talking NASCAR each and every week, and especially next week. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 